This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we uncover stories, ideas, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of deep love, relationships, and good sex. Oh, and a little bit of manifestation sprinkled in there too. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. So this week, I am coming to you with another solo episode. This is a bit of a part two to the last episode that we did together, and I feel like the last episode, I was hoping to cover this very topic of a recap of my six months using the monthly archetype system that I created and kind of have built and have been using for the past half year. But last episode, we kind of got carried away into talking specifically more about my hormonal skincare journey, my acne protocol 101. And I felt like that was like perfect for a part one. And I'm really excited to come back to you guys for the part two that I kind of was teasing a bit around for the monthly archetype system. So I'm really excited to just touch on this topic more, give a little recap, kind of fill you guys in on my process using it, and also how you guys can begin to integrate using a system like this into your own lives, in your own ways, building your own pleasure practices around it. So I'm really excited to share more on that. Before we get into the episode today, though, I figured I'd give a fun little update on my most recent travels. So I just got back from Portland two, three weeks ago now. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be like a couple weeks. But I got back from Portland. It was so amazing to hang out in a new city that I've never been in and honestly experience the effects of fall. I feel like in LA, it can be a little so-so. You never know what type of weather you're going to get in the fall. Sometimes it is searing hot. It's like summer 2.0, but I feel like this year actually it's not quite there yet, but Portland, it was just perfect and it got me so excited because happy Libra season to those who practice. (laughs) This is my birthday month. I am like full on a fall girl through and through and it was so much fun being up there and just being like, oh, this is what fall weather is like. It was honestly like perfectly sunny Pacific Northwest days and I have never been up to the Pacific Northwest until my trip there. So it was just gorgeous. And also Amanda and I, who is my Quickies co-host on Bedside, she lives up in Portland. So I got to meet up with her. We got to hang out in person a couple times and I got to meet Zach, her partner, and we got to double date. And then we also did a really fun photo shoot, podcast shoot together. And I'm really excited because we are kind of rolling out some new branding, giving Bedside a bit of a refresh. So this was just so much fun and it was so inspiring to be there. Also, guys, I feel like I have a quick story time. (laughs) So one of the days that I was kind of meandering around because my partner his company's headquarters are up in Portland. So that's why I was up there. Like his company flew him out. We got a hotel room on the company and I was like, of course I am joining. So he was kind of like working all day in office IRL and I was just like remote on my computer floating around. And so I had a lot of like solo time, which by the way, it was so 
nice to just like hang out with myself that much. I feel like I was just like having little solo dates for the entire week and it was so much fun. And one of the days I went up to this really cute Japanese garden. It was actually stunning. It was like a Zen garden. Anybody near Portland or like traveling there anytime soon, add this to your list. It was such a dream. It was so beautiful walking through these like amazing little like waterfalls and rock gardens and just being immersed in nature like that was stunning. And connected to it is this really pretty rose garden through this whole park. And when I initially was dropped off at the Zen garden, I was like, we, we had passed by these like picnic benches and I was like, oh, I'm going to come back there. It's in these super tall ferny trees and I'm going to go journal there. So after I do the little Zen garden, I meander my way through this park. I go to this really great gourmet grocer, pick up some food to kind of like have myself a picnic and a journaling sesh. And I get to these picnic benches and I like plop myself down. There are like people around. It's like a little empty. Honestly, it was like a little later in the afternoon, which like, ugh, fair warning. Like, I feel like I'm always, I'm a park girly, but I don't know. You guys know, like no park after dark. <laughs> so anyways, I'm sitting there. I like plop myself down. I'm so excited to like get into my little like snacks from the grocer and get into journaling and this freaking creep. Okay. And like, I am, <laughs> I was going to say I'm a murderino, <laughs> which is if you guys listen to my favorite murder, I love this podcast. They call themselves murderinos. And I'm also cracking up because I feel like TikTok was like, well, what's the like girl version of a Roman empire? And I saw this video that it was like murder. <laughs> like I was like, that is sick, twisted and like horrible. But I also kind of agree with it, but I don't listen to murder podcasts and shows much anymore. Guys, I promise I have a point here. I feel like I'm like going in a million directions, but I promise we're going to get to the point. But anyways, I don't really listen to that sort of stuff anymore because I feel like ever since I went through and overcame the majority of my anxiety disorder, I was like, you know what? I actually don't need to like introduce myself into fearful situations by choice, i.e. I'm really, really mindful of the media I consume. So I used to listen to a lot of this sort of stuff. I was like all about it, but now I don't as much anymore. But anyways, I'm sitting at this freaking park bench and this creepy guy on a bike like comes up to me and I tell you he's creepy because I know this for a freaking fact. <laughs> I've listened and watched enough murder shows. I can tell you this. They love to hang out in the Pacific Northwest. They love to dress up like security. And they have these fucking creepy baby voices. And this guy comes up to me on a bike. Like I'm a single woman on a fucking park bench at like 3.30 p.m. And he's like, hi, ma'am. And I was like, oh, fucking God. He's like, do you know what they're like building over there? Like acting all like innocent. I'm like, who the fuck? What man? No. I just like gave this man an one up and down. And in my head, I was like serial killer, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> and I look at this guy and I am so proud of myself. And this is kind of like a story time slash PSA. And I feel like my favorite murder podcast always says this too. And I just feel like it's very important. Obviously, this guy was probably not a murderer, but I just want to say like my message here is like I went into kind of like, I feel like I like clicked in, like I locked into just like, oh, don't fuck with me slash like 
bitch face mode. And I was like, he's asked me some like stupid question about like what was being built in the park. And he had what appeared to be a park ranger outfit on. So I was like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Um, And I was just like, no. Like, just point blank, like, no, I don't know what they're building over there. And then he, like, proceeded to, like, try and ask me another question. And I was like, sorry, I don't know. And I literally just turned my entire body from him and just was like, I'm absolutely not engaging. And the point of my story is that you literally don't need to be nice or polite to anybody, especially especially strangers. And I feel like this takes people sometimes a longer time to realize or like a lot of women specifically are conditioned to like kind of be polite and be the good girl and the nice girl, but like good girls get killed. Okay. And so (laughs) I was really proud of myself. And in that moment, I like hung out there for like probably 30 more seconds. And then I was like, you know what? I actually don't feel good because this guy then proceeded to sit at the park bench right next to me. And I was like, I don't I don't vibe with this. Like you are fully in my space right now. And I simply got up, packed up my stuff and I walked to a completely different part of the park where I was like, okay, I'm just like relocating myself at the moment. I kind of did a quick assessment. I was like, do I feel safe? Yes. There are plenty of people around. Like it's not like an isolated time, but I was like, you know what? It is 3.30 edging like closer to four-ish. You know, like I shouldn't be hanging out in the park much longer. I'm going to like eat my little meal. I'm going to like maybe journal for like five, 10 minutes, but we're not going to have like our ethereal experience that I was hoping to have. That's okay. I can go do that elsewhere where I'm like not in a situation that doesn't feel as good. But anyways, I just just wanted to like share that tidbit. I had a great time in Portland. Obviously, this is not like <laughs> a reflection on Portland itself. It's just like a reflection on being in public spaces and being in places where you're just like, yeah, I have to have my whereabouts on me, especially if you are bopping around solo. So anyways, I was really proud of myself. I was like, girl, kudos to you, you know, just like holding your ground I literally was like, if this man comes closer to me, I'm going to fucking pop one. Like, I'm going to literally punch him in the face. I did karate up until I was like 15 years old. Like, don't come at me, okay? I will fucking slam you to the floor. This is like, (laughs) who knows if I can actually do that. But like, in my head, I'm like, I am a badass fighter. Fight or flight, I am going to fucking fight you. So anyways... That all being said, I just felt really empowered in that moment. And I was able to kind of like assess the safety of my situation and just be like, you know what? I actually feel safe. I feel good. And he like left like very shortly thereafter. And I was like, I'm good. I just phoned a friend on my way out of the park and and we were all set. But anyways, I digress. So (laughs) Portland is great. Also, I have to say probably some of the best food ever. Did I break my acne protocol? Yes. I was like fully eating gluten, dairy, and like all the mystery like oils. But I mean, come on, we were living, we were indulging. It was so, so delicious. And this past week, like since I've been back, I've just been kind of like getting into my rituals again and like supplementing and kind of doing all of my like healthy skincare protocol stuff, which you can hear in the previous solo episode. If you didn't catch that, I kind of go a little bit deep into my routines that I feel like help 
my breakouts and my hormonal acne and keep me, you know, feeling good, feeling clear. So anyways, yeah, let's get into this week's episode, which is all about the monthly archetype. So for those of you who are new here or who haven't really heard me speak much about the monthly archetype, I'll kind of like do a quick recap. So a couple months ago, I had Sam Doyle on the podcast to talk about cycle syncing, quantum leaping, all of the amazing things. And she told me that one One of the things that she does at the top of every month is choose like a word of the month, an archetype, if you will, that she leans into that she very much embodies as a part of her cycle. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is like a perk of honestly having all these amazing guests on the show is I feel like I learn so many amazing tips from them that sometimes I end up integrating into my own pleasure practices, into my own rituals, into my own habits. So She really, really inspired me. And I feel like I took her like little nugget of choosing a word of the month and I kind of like blew that up. And I was like, you know what? Let's create an entire monthly archetype system where not only we choose a word of the month, but we choose mantras and goals and daily habits based off of that archetype that we can lean into. And so anyways... Hence, the monthly archetype system was developed, and I have a freebie notion template for those who are like digital planners that kind of outlines the monthly archetype. And if you kind of want to create that on an online place, I've got that as a freebie. It's right linked in the show notes if you want to download it. And listen, if you're not like into creating any sort of notion templates, you don't need to rely on like a digital homepage to do this. You can do this in your very own way. So anyways, the gist of a monthly archetype is picking a word for the month, a mood for the month, and then basically creating habits and fun things to look forward to, activities, pleasure practices around this very word. And the reason I'm so passionate about creating a monthly archetype, which is kind of like part of my like high level takeaway and recap of how it's been working for me for the past six months since developing it, is that it truly is leaning on this ideology that you are an ever-changing being. I think so much of like, especially like internet talk is about like finding your authenticity and finding who you are and like locking into that. And I actually think it sometimes does us a disservice, especially if you're someone who's like, well, what's my personal brand? What's my identity? How's the way that I show up? And sometimes that can feel like such a loaded thing. Like I need to quote unquote, find myself. And I kind of don't believe in that rhetoric. I'm like, we are constantly ever, changing beings who are forever exploring and navigating this world and figuring out what we like, what we don't like, what works for us. And so just like one day waking up and being like, I am like a gym girly who, you know, I don't know, (laughs) has like this perfect looking curated life lined up is really not realistic. So, and like, I don't want to ever put that pressure on myself. Jesus, like I've tried that. It doesn't freaking work. And nor do I want other people to feel like that's how they need to like walk through this world. So hence the monthly archetype system is very much this idea of leaning into a feeling, a vibe, a sensation, an energetic for the top of the month that then helps you kind of like just Lean into the way that you are excited to express yourself and show up in the world. So the monthly archetype can have like things like fun date ideas, like activities that you want to do with friends, ways that you want to dress or fun things that you want to just like play around with and, you know, places you want to show up. 
workouts and movement practices that you want to experiment with. And so it's just kind of this very fun list, if you will, that you get to develop of things that you're looking forward to getting after this month. And I think it also ends up debunking that idea of having like annual goals, right? Where instead of just having this like one thing of like, I'm going to achieve all of this in the next new year and feeling like it's looming over you. I actually sometimes look back at some of my, if you're like a goal setter, I look back at some of these things and I'm like, oh, where can I integrate it into this month where it feels like it just is going to flow really naturally? You know, I have on my list for my master manifestation list, you can think of it as kind of like your new year's resolutions, all the different things. I was like, I want to try a pottery class or a cooking class. And I've already decided I'm like, this is going to be a great thing to sleep into one of my monthly archetypes in the winter when it's a little gloomy. It's like less like I want to go outside as much. The days are shorter. The nights start really early. And you know, that's the time when I want to be like hanging out in a pottery studio. But right now I don't want to do that. The sun's still shining. Like I'm trying to get all of like soak up as much of the daytime and like summery vibes that are still left as possible. Enjoy this fall. And so that's kind of where I see it fitting in. Hence kind of being able to plug and play from some of your larger goals into your monthly archetypes. So this system has just simply been magical for me and I am really excited to share a bit about that. So I feel like a good place to start is to walk you through what my September archetype was, just walk you through what it can look like and how it can play out in a more tangible way. And then I'll kind of give a bit of my recap of it. So my September archetype was, I chose the word witchy creator. I feel like I have just been like very much getting into more and owning more of my spiritual essence. So I decided to tap into that more this fall. I think part of the monthly archetype can be fun to tap into the energetics of the seasons itself. So I'm kind of really embracing a lot of my monthly archetypes and the activities that I want to do around it for some of the fall things that I'm excited to do. So witchy creator she was and she did. And my big picture vision that I kind of like distilled from this was really about like slowing down. I felt like I kept getting this calling of like, stop running a million miles per hour and actually take some time to integrate slowness into your life and why I find it so important. Slowing down to speed up is actually such a real thing. And it's not in the sense of like, oh, well, I'm going to slow down things so that like my life speeds up like and I'm going to do this for this very reason. I really believe that when we take a moment to slow down, we're actually taking a moment to truly, truly listen to ourselves, lean into our intuition, lean into our downloads. And therefore, you are operating out of a very, very intentional space that in tandem kind of speeds things up because you're not around all the mess and the clutter of things. You're like, oh, because I've taken the moment to slow down, I can kind of turn down the volume, tune out the noise and really, really focus on kind of my next steps or what I'm most excited and what's most lighting me up. So that was my big picture vision behind my archetype. And I also just like wrote some cute little quotes down. I was like, create over consume, you know, like don't spend so much time consuming other people's content and things online, like spend more time actually like in the creation space, spend more time actually outside in nature and just like for the sake of it, lying down on a picnic blanket in the park and not having any agenda other than just 
truly grounding and nourishing and observing and like napping. And so this has just been like, that was just such a beautiful part of my month. And it was really great because from there, I was able to list out the different activities and ways that I was excited to show up under that archetype. So one of my fun things that I ended up doing was I went up to Ojai for a day trip and I went to Portland. I did a fun photo shoot and I had a couple other like line items in here, but part of my day, even in Ojai, I was like, I am just slowing down. I'm not going to have an agenda of what I'm going to do or the places I'm going to show up. I spent like a couple hours in this park that I found. And again, like I was lying down, I ended up channeling a really fun idea for this very monthly archetype and pleasure practice concept, which I actually want to throw by you guys. So I am thinking of in the new year, launching some sort of workbook slash like physical journal around crafting a monthly archetype. I know right now we have the Notion template and for those who are like into using Notion and into using different like digital places and spaces for organizing and like manifesting, that's great, but it is still very niche. So I have had this idea of creating a bit of like a pleasure practice monthly archetype journal. So let me know your thoughts on that. I'm pretty positive that I can leave a poll specifically if you're listening to this in Spotify. So I'll try and see if I can like customize that. Otherwise, head over to Instagram and I will post a story when this episode comes out, when it's live, and I'll just like ask on a little poll over there. But I'd love to get your guys' opinion because I channeled this whole freaking workbook in the park. I was not even planning on doing so. Again, slowing down to speed up in its actual practice itself coming to fruition. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, here we are. My pen was just like running through the page and I came up with a bunch of ideas. So you'll have to let me know your thoughts. But anyways, it was just so much fun to kind of curate this entire monthly list around this version of myself. And I think what I really appreciate that I've done for myself in this process and as kind of a takeaway for this six-month recap of using this system is I love that I don't hold myself super accountable to all of the things that I list out for what I want to do for the month. Like, it's kind of all optional. It's just a nice have, but a place that I can go back to as my North Star of like, oh yeah, I did really want to do this, you know, certain activity over the weekend and I'm going to make sure that happens. Or you know what? Actually, that is just so not in the books anymore. I'm over it, or I think I'm going to push it to another month. And it's given me a lot of freedom in just how I operate my life. And it's allowed me to explore so many things that I think like otherwise I just would have kept on the back burner. But it's made me be like, oh yeah, I want to definitely try that out or take a stab at a new activity or, you know, make it more of an intention to hang out and socialize with a certain group of people or make new friends in the spiritual community. And so it's just been really nice and kind of my own accountability system slash inspirational homepage and spot where I just feel like I can tap into all of the things that pique my interest and really, really excite me. So this system has just been nothing but awesome. And it has also brought so many manifestations to life. So I want to touch on this for a minute because the way that 
I feel like using this monthly archetype has allowed me to manifest is that it's really put me in the position of seeing and believing that something is really possible for me to achieve. What I mean by that is when I lean into this archetype, I get to really feel into all of the different ways that this version of myself gets to show up during the month or during a specific period of time. And it really helps me to like step into the shoes and to the version of myself that I know I already am, that I know I already embody in some capacity. And it's not like I'm chasing something or waiting for certain things to line up until I get to be this version of myself. So it's so charged and there's so much alignment around when you create an archetype because you're basically granting yourself permission. You're telling yourself you've already arrived and you're not making yourself have any sort of checklists or any sort of line items that you need to hit to get to be this version of yourself. You are basically telling the universe by doing a monthly archetype, you're already there you're already aligned, you're there, you're ready, and you don't have to change anything about yourself to step into that version of you. And I find this to be particularly fun, especially with how I just like to express myself because I think for a while, I remember even like a couple years ago, I felt like I had to kind of like pick one way of expressing myself, which I know is so small-minded, but it can feel really real where you're just like, I have to like pick a lane and stay there and like be the version of myself that I picked one time. And what has been so much fun is been like leaning into different types of self-expression that all amount to me. And it's so multidimensional. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when we feel like we need to lock ourselves into one version. So anyways, back to manifesting, I feel like when you can tap into this multidimensional version of yourself that's ever-changing and when you can like make and define a way of existing that then aligns to what you're calling in, it just, bam, it makes it happen so seamlessly. So on my like monthly archetypes, I get like really granular with them. Again, you can like keep this as basic as you want it to be. I have like a master manifestation list, but I also narrow down like just a few top line things that I'm manifesting for the month. So for my September archetype, for my witchy creator, like a couple manifestations that I was calling in was I really want this point and shoot digital camera. I'm in this place where I've just been updating my own kind of like way I'm showing up online and I just want to make it more fun and playful. And so I was like, you know what would make it really fun is if I like found a cute little point and shoot and just like had more fun, like taking photos and just like bopping around capturing content, not just on my phone, but having this thing that like allowed me to be again, more of that like creator seed. For September, I was like, I want to consume less. So sometimes just like even being on my phone feels like, ugh, like uh, I'm just so always connected to tech. So I was like, okay, I'm manifesting a point and shoot digital camera. I also was manifesting different furniture and decor that I was really excited about for the fall. Again, guys, do you see how playful this can be? Like it's not serious. <laughs> and so I was like, ooh, like I'm really ready to get more into my like hibernating era. I am so excited to 
to start like curating my home to the next level. So I just like was inspired to call in different manifestations around home goods where I like got these amazing like pillows that I manifested. And so just little tiny things, but it's because I aligned to this archetype and set a little bit of intentionality to all of like the ways that I was expressing myself, the things that I was excited to do and play around with that I was able to just like have these little micro manifestations that I called in. So it's very fun. It's very playful. And sure, like, yeah, you don't need to like have a monthly archetype to be able to call in your micro manifestations but I feel like it just helps it be more intentional and have more meaning. And to me, it's really fun to have it live in a place where I can like visually see it and then be like, oh yeah, I checked that off. That came through and it came through in a really fun and divine way. So it's a very joyful experience. I'll put it at that. And it's just made my manifestations kind of super speed because I definitely am someone, I think they're kind of like two schools of people. You're either listening and you're like, this is very process oriented, or you're someone who's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been waiting for. And I think the people who are like, oh, this is a little process oriented might be the type of people who are manifestors who kind of take a back seat. Like they don't need to actively be in the driver's seat kind of operating stuff. They kind of set and forget it. I'm a little bit more intentional. And I think it like depends what your process is. I just really like to be a little bit more in co-creation, if you will. And to me, it allows me to connect more to my spirit guides, my angels, and all of the little signs that I get throughout the day and my little whispers of encouragement that I kind of get through nature and all of the little, you know, synchronicities that go down. So to me, I like to kind of feel very co-creative. So if you find yourself in that same position or like wanting to be in the same position, I really, really think this type of process is great for you. Like it's going to be something that really excites you. So yeah, (laughs) that's my little spiel about kind of the different types of people who might see themselves manifesting. And then the other component as part of my recap is I have been loving integrating my pleasure practices into the monthly archetype. So pleasure practices in their most simple form are really tiny micro rituals that you integrate into your everyday that bring you joy, that bring you pleasure, that bring you ease, whatever it is, rest, contentment, all those things. Just something for you that you can integrate into your day that makes you feel good because so much of our time is really taken up by other people. You know, if we're not someone who I I fundamentally believe this, and I've mentioned it here on the show before, if we're not people who take initiative on how we operate throughout our days, how we carve out time for ourselves, how we advocate for ourselves, other people are just going to like preset that for you. Your schedule is going to get filled no matter what. You might as well be the person who is in charge of that and really, really intentionally building that out. So pleasure practices to me are a huge kind of very radical part of taking care of our well-being. They can be anything from, like I've mentioned throughout this podcast episode, going and hanging out in the park to finding some time to read a book to just setting your phone down for 15 minutes to going to the farmer's market on a Saturday or Sunday morning and getting some fresh veggies. It's anything that just is like going to bring you sincere, genuine joy and pleasure. What I've really been loving is seeing how I can integrate pleasure practices to whatever my monthly archetype persona is. And that has just been really, really 
a joy to do and it's allowed me to kind of take pleasure practices to the next level and kind of see them big picture and it actually inspired me to create a little list for myself a running list essentially of different pleasure practices and I have this like simply in my notes app on my phone it's just titled pleasure practices and I just like bullet point and like continuously add to all of the different things that bring me joy that bring me pleasure and it's been really fun to kind of like craft that because I really lean on my archetype of the month to help guide some of those pleasure practices and it also can be a really amazing hub to have for myself on my phone when I'm just like, yeah, what should I kind of lean into if I don't come to something initially at the top of every month? Or if you're someone who's listening, who's like, well, I haven't like fine-tuned my intuition as much and that would kind of be a more challenging practice for me. So creating a running list is definitely a really great reference to have handy and to kind of be able to lean into carving out time and space for yourself to just do you and kind of express yourself or relax and unwind and lean into your pleasures in the way that works for you. So guys, this entire system has just been really, truly so magical. And I'm just so happy to even see how many people have caught on to this and how many people have just felt like it's also worked for them. It's really exciting to see like on my back end how many people have even downloaded the Notion template for the monthly archetype. It's really, really exciting. So I know you guys are loving this system so much and I feel like it is so freeing and playful and fun and inspiring and It's just truly at the end of the day, like a fun way to look at your month in an exciting way. Again, a lot of our calendars and schedules get filled up so quickly with to-dos. And if you're working nine to five too, like so much of that time just gets filled up with the real estate of work, blech, which is just so annoying sometimes. And so it's really exciting to be like, okay, yeah, sure. All of the things that like need to get done, of course, are going to get done. But I'm looking forward to this month, to who I get to be, who I get to step into, the version of myself I'm excited to just connect with. And all of the things that that version of myself is up to, what they're manifesting, what they're calling in, what they are up to on a day-by-day basis, how they're spending time on the weekends. And it's just been like a really great way to kind of connect with yourself and truly build and establish an insanely powerful relationship with yourself. That's probably the coolest thing that's happened in the past six months is I feel like I've never been so close with myself. I've never been such good friends with myself. And even going back to like my time in Portland when I kind of had a lot of solo time to myself on that trip, it was so much fun because I was just like, I am fully hanging out with myself and I love this. I'm having the best time. And I just think that it really helps to foster a super rich and deep connection to self, which is probably the, and is, it's not probably, it is the most important relationship that you are ever going to have. It's the relationship with yourself. You are truly with yourself from birth to death. You're like the only person guaranteed to be by your side the entire time. And so we might as well create a home within ourselves that we are so excited to be a part of. And I know a lot of our journeys 
haven't led us there. A lot of our culture hasn't led us there. And even a lot of the cultural messaging we get points to finding that in an external way. And I think we got to flip that on its head, right? Like it's not all about our external relationships. It's about our internal relationship. And that radiates from the inside out truly. I've done it. I've, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm living through it. And I haven't always been that way. And so being able to kind of live out of that space of authenticity and flexibility, truly like flexibility. It is not a hardcore figure out who you are. It is so much more flexible than that it then is palpable. It's something that people literally cling to and catch on to. And it's so funny, like you'll even hear it once you start integrating this and really, really like developing this amazing intimate relationship with yourself. People notice it, but they can't put their finger on it. They're like, something's different about you. Like, did you do something? Did you change your hair? Are you da-da-da? And it's so funny, like people can't, pin it and it whenever i get comments like that it like brings me so much joy because i'm like oh that's the personal work like that is my relationship to self that is the fact that i face my emotions head on i'm doing the deep work i'm connecting to my authenticity i'm having fucking fun like that is it that's what you're noticing and so i want everybody to experience that in some capacity and you know regardless of if you go to therapy and like there's so many tools to connect to that this is one of many tools so i am just really grateful to share this with you and i hope you can just hear like how much it has resonated with me and how happy i am to be able to like deliver this to you guys. So right now you can download the notion. You can listen to how to craft a monthly archetype episode. If you want to kind of start 101, if you're still kind of like, what really is the system? I go super into depth on how you can craft a monthly archetype every single month, whether it is through the freebie that I developed, or if you're like, nah, I don't care about that. I want to be able to do this on my own in a much more basic, simple way. It's all applicable. So It's just been an incredible resource and I kind of can't wait to continue just using it and really seeing where it goes. Hence why I'm like, I kind of want to create a physical workbook because as much as I'm someone who likes to have little digital spaces, I am a pen and paper girl at heart. Literally the other day, I printed out like a full document and I was just like, this is who I am at heart. Sometimes I just need to print something out and just read text on paper. And I know many of us feel that same way too. So I have a lot of really like fun ideas swirling in my head about how to kind of hybrid this deliverable to make it something that feels like just the warmest hug and something that you're so inspired to pick up and get after every single day. So ah, stay tuned. I, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. And like I said, I'll I'll leave a little poll either in the Spotify app or I'll try and do it in the Spotify app. I will f- certainly do it on Instagram stories. So again, I would love your opinion on whether or not you would love to see something a little bit more physical around this that kind of narrows down a lot of these ideas that I've spoken about and very much succincts it down on paper and makes it like kind of so cise and less like curate it yourself vibes. So anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I love hanging out with you. I love doing these solo episodes. Happy October. Happy Libra season. 
And I hope that you love this episode. With that said, feel free to leave a rating, a review, absolutely head to my stories and let me know on that poll. And yeah, I can't wait to catch you guys next week. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Bedside Podcast. I hope you loved this episode as much as we did making it. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to chat, don't hesitate to reach out to us at The Bedside on Instagram and thebedside.co online. You can also find us at By The Bedside on TikTok. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. And if you found this episode valuable, I would so greatly appreciate if you could leave us a rating, a review, text it to a friend, share it to your Instagram stories. Let's get this message out there loud and clear. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.